Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. I'm Tammy Brown, and together my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church with the vision of helping people to be real with themselves, God, and others. Out of that vision came a personal burden to inspire and challenge women to cultivate kindness towards one another. My heart for Cultivate is to come alongside women so that we can grow spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy, and connected in community. This podcast is my way of inviting you to join me for real conversations about what God's Word has to say and what it looks like for us, real women, to cultivate it into our everyday lives. Always keeping in mind that we might not be where we want to be, but if we pursue this, we won't be where we were. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. We are continuing our conversation on gatekeeping, and Tammy and I are here together to talk about gatekeeping in relationships. This is going to be a good one for women. I think our most... Uh, for referred back to podcast is actually the one about friendship. It is. So I yeah. think this one will be. Yeah. Like, it's the, the hard reality that everyone listening understands is that, and I've had to tell this to my almost 14 year old daughter is friendship with women. Those issues don't go away. They you're, you're facing them at 14 and you're facing them at 40. And Seven. <laughs> 50. 30. 42. But I think what I want her to do is I want her to start doing things differently earlier than I did. Mm. And I think that that's what this conversation is going to do today is it's going to help women go, hey, right where I am, I don't have to wait until I've got years of bad experience to make changes. Mm -hmm. I can start creating years of good experience right now by gatekeeping in my relationship. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I think that um, in the first conversation about gatekeeping that we had, um, even though it was pertaining to spiritual our spiritual maturity when it comes to relationships i think that that has been like one of my i don't know what you call it Achilles heel i don't know those kind of phrases hard <laughs> you know that's been a, one of the things that i feel like is a constant cycle of mm. for lack of a better way to say it, is failure is not being a good gatekeeper and then being frustrated at everyone else about it mm. And I, as I'm gro- like trying to grow, that's one of the th- things I think is like, I'm mad at everybody else about boundaries I didn't keep, Yeah, you know, about things I let in or didn't keep, make intention to keep out. And I think a real conversation for women to have with themselves and maybe each other, I mean, you and I have a lot of these kind of real conversations together is you know, what is my responsibility in a lot of the drama I have? Yeah. <laughs> yep. What's, what's the me part? Yep. This, and, this and at the root of it, it, I do think, I mean, we can all be mad at everyone else about how they treated us. I think sometimes we, we teach people how we'll allow to be treated. Preach. That's a lack of gatekeeping. Yep. You know, sometimes we we're mad at what someone didn't do for us or did do to us or said, but a lot at the end of the day, um, and I, I said this about the spiritual maturity, but, but in relationships in particular, I think we act like we have no say in how we're treated or who we're around or who we let into our lives. And here's the tricky part I want you to speak to is I think with this vision of kindness among women that cultivate has, uh, I think a way that that's been manipulated in a weird way now that we're seven-ish years in, I think, is 
if you're not kind to, if you don't want to be best friends with me, if you, you know, if we're not close, that's not being kind. Hmm. And so the tension between having boundaries, being a gatekeeper and being kind, I think that's a very tricky thing oh, yeah. that we need. And I think for me in particular, I have actually not been good at boundaries and gatekeeping um, under the guise of, well, I want everyone to think I'm kind. Mm. And it's actually created some real toxic situations in me, with me, with other people. Um, and I want to be mad at everybody else about it. But the truth is, mm. I I bear a good portion of that responsibility. So that tension between it's good and right and healthy to have boundaries and to be a gatekeeper because we do have some say yeah. at how much access people have to us, but also managing that with what does it look like to be kind? So yeah. why don't you take that mouth? <laughs> well, here's the real, here's the real truth. We are not good at being honest like that, that it really, we are just not good at being honest with ourselves. I mean, this is our vision, real with ourselves, God mm -hmm. and others. We have somehow turned honesty into a bad word. Like if I'm honest with you about my boundaries, I'm hurting your feelings. Or if I'm honest with mm -hmm. you about the guardrails that I'm putting up in my life, um, I am somehow against you. Mm -hmm. Now, how we say it, you know, that's been a lesson for me my whole life. My mom's always like, honey, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. And I'm always Can like, you do your mom again. <laughs> honey, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. Cause that's for me. I'm always just been like super direct. Here's what I'm saying. This is what I mean. We're clear. Great conversation over. There is a kindness though. And I think it was Lisa Bevere who said this one time. Um, it's unkind to lie to someone. It's unkind not to sell, not to tell someone the truth. Mm -hmm. And in this very real situation we live in, think about um, boundaries like guardrails. So if you're driving, you know, for me, sometimes I actually get a little six-ish when I'm driving. Do you drive up on the guardrail? No, but like when I go, when I go up to places, I'm like, there should be a guardrail here. It's like I channel my inner Tammy. Like <laughs> no one's thinking about my safety right now. What I do is I'm like, I'm not hugging the line where I, my car could fall off into the abyss. I'm moving over, you know, closer to the middle line because there's not a guardrail there. We, and we say it would just make so much sense for there to be a boundary, for there to be a guardrail. We don't look at people the same way. Mm -hmm. we, we too often go, no, there doesn't need to be a guardrail. Like I can just, I can get up close to the line. And then we end up kind of like, just like you would fall into abyss to your death. Mm -hmm. We associate that way with people that are really bad for us. Like mm -hmm. it's self-destruction. And so I think where this starts is this conversation of, am I being honest about the relationships in my life? Mm -hmm. What they bring to my life? And first of all, with yourself, not necessarily right. being honest to that person's no, yeah. face. Like it starts yep. with getting honest with yourself. Yeah. And it's also the awkward conversation, I think sometimes for women about that there are friendships that have seasons. We don't stay in summer forever as much as I would love to. <laughs> we we move on to winter and to and sometimes friendships have seasons mm -hmm. and when that happens that's also okay and it's okay to have an honest conversation with that about what about that with other women even though sometimes it feels like this this isn't meant to be hurtful, but I'd have to be honest. Um, and so I think that there is a sense in which this conversation is really should spark some courage in women. Mm. Like, who do you need to have some honest conversations with? Starting with yourself, mm -hmm. but but with others as well. No, I agree with that, and I think you know part part of the. 
so much I want to say. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Um, the thing about friendships and seasons, you know, part of, I think, relationships, especially women friendships, is that we're all changing. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen in your life? I mean, I think for you, you know, you were probably, I, I didn't know you before I knew you. <laughs> That wow. was gold right there. But <laughs> I didn't know you before I knew you. Sang it again <laughs> for the people in the back. Um, but you're probably a different person post Adam's, your husband's heart attack yeah. than pre. Mm-hmm. Because something you knew something different now. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of the things that would have bothered you before that don't bother you now because your perspective has shifted. Totally. And friends that couldn't shift with that with you. Mm-hmm. Probably that was a season that is going to change naturally because you've changed. Yeah. I know in my own life, similar things have happened with the church. Like, you know, we've been here all these years. I've had so many relationships come and go. Mm. I'm not the same person I was when we started it. And then maybe I, you know, there's been different people or circumstances that have happened here that were painful and I've I'm not the same yeah. anymore. Yeah. And some people could hang with that. And some people need you to be the same. Yep. And you're just not the same anymore. And so in that regard, it's not it's not this like measure of unkindness. And that's I feel like I have never had something more rubbed in my face than kindness to save my life. Yeah, well. Um, but I'm okay with it because I'm even working out the tension of what does it mean to be kind? Mm-hmm. You know, is it unkind if I speak something truthful and you're hurt by it? Does that mean I was hurtful? Right. Or does it mean you were hurt? Yeah. Like what Ooh. is my responsibility in that? And what's yours? You know, and um, that's sticky statement for the one right there. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> was was I hurtful or were you hurt? Meaning you can be hurt without me being hurtful. Right. And that's but I, you know, I think that's one of the things I've experienced so much is that anytime someone's been hurt, that makes me hurtful. And yes. so, but but I what if I what if it wasn't meant to be like because yeah. sometimes I'm hurt by things that doesn't mean the other person was hurtful mm-hmm. or they're unkind or they're the absolute worst. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so there is a tension to manage between being honest, between life changing and how does kindness play a role into that? Yeah. Um and it just just because something doesn't feel good doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. And I think, and I think that there are, there are relationships I've had in my life where for a season, it was amazing. It was incredible. It was so fun. And also there were things not good for that person or for me. Mm-hmm. And, and then life has changed. Yeah. My job's changed. I work full time again. I used to not work full time. And then I had more time to meet for coffee or do whatever, like life has changed and we're not the same. It doesn't necessarily mean we have to have, we're breaking up. It just, sometimes it means life's change. And that's kind of a fluidity that I am developing, mm-hmm. I think in my life now to ebb and flow with that. Yeah. Instead of being so concrete about like, we need to talk about why we're not close anymore. Sometimes it, you don't you have don't. to talk about it. Yep. It just happens and it doesn't mean you're the worst. And it also, I'm going to say that it doesn't mean I'm the worst. Right. Um, it doesn't mean we have to meet for coffee. Sometimes it just means like we can love each other and be kind when we see one another, have kind intention towards one another and be okay that the world has kept spinning and floating and we're in different places. Yeah. Um, but there is, you know, in regards to the idea of gatekeeping mm-hmm. in relationships, um, 
what are some of the ways that you feel like you see that playing out? I, because I think this is such a tricky thing for women to navigate mm-hmm. because women get hurt. Yeah. Then we cause drama. I've caused, I'm not talking to everybody else. I've done this. Um, and, and every loss feels personal, mm-hmm. but maybe it's not always necessarily personal. Yeah. And um, I think at the end of the day, what I'm learning is like, not, not about everyone. There are some women out there that are just not nice. Mm-hmm. There are some women out there that don't have boundaries, don't care about yours, don't have your best intentions. Most women are just trying to keep it together. Mm-hmm. And our downfall probably comes from our first part of this conversation uh, last week about we're not where we need to be spiritually. Yep, yep. And we're not maturing in that way, which is stunting our maturity relationally. Mm-hmm. Um, but most women are out for to get each other. Yeah. Some are. Yes. <laughs> I've experienced it. You've experienced, everybody's experienced that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's exception, not the rule for women. I want to believe that mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but there, there is, there is something about gatekeeping. Like I said at the beginning of, we get so hurt by each other. Mm-hmm. Women, I think, wound each other so deeply. Mm-hmm. And we think women are just the worst. I've said that. You've said that. We've all, everyone I've met have said, I don't like women. They're the worst. Yep. But then actually we are one, right? (laughs) And so um, I think the shift that I want women to take as they're thinking through this is what was your part? What, why was someone else allowed to be the worst to you? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is the benefit? Mm. And I would even say, why would we, why would you and I want to have this conversation where we're like almost compelling women to become better gatekeepers to minimize yes. the fallout? Yeah. Well, so going back to something that you said, you know, when we talk about how was I allowed to, to how did I allow you to make me feel that way? Mm-hmm. I think right there we're kind of establishing I wasn't being the gatekeeper because I shouldn't let you make me feel anything. Mm -hmm. Um, You can say what you want to say or, you know, kind of project that, but I'm going to be the gatekeeper and I'm going to, um, I'm going to sit in the driver's seat as to what I feel or what I internalize. And for, for so many women, um, I think that we, we, we err on one of two sides. One, we are the ultimate pushover. Like people can say whatever they want and we curl up into a fetal position and die from it. Or there's other one where like, you're not going to, you're not going to hurt me. I'm going to hurt you before you, and we attack. Mm-hmm. And we, we can, mm-hmm. the pendulum kind of swings and actually neither one are gatekeeping. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Cause one is like, you're going to see zero vulnerability. And the other one was like, I'm so vulnerable and weak. I can't stand up for myself in the middle. I think there's this, there's this line of truth. Mm-hmm. What is true? And I think it starts from when, if you know, what's true about you, who you are, then you're going to be a really good gate gatekeeper with what people say and how you receive what they say. So if they want to change the season in a friendship, or if they want to talk to you about something that you did or said that, that hurt them and you, you're processing, you being kind of grounded in, on the foundation of, I know who I am. I know what's true about me. Mm-hmm. I know the things I'm really good at. That and requires a, a really good level of being real with self. It though. does. It's the foundation. Mm-hmm. Like I know. And so 
I can, I can engage in this conversation with you without flying off the wall and being defensive or curling into a ball and crying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can sit and I can process with you. I can listen. Um, that I don't think most women get step number one, right? Which means steps two through 10, we Mm -hmm. are abysmal, right? Because we don't know who we are. That hasn't been grounded for us. So we are very susceptible to attack or we go on the attack Mm -hmm. because it's either we're not being a gatekeeper to ourselves or we're plowing through someone else's gate. (laughs) Yes. And and again, everybody has a default. You've Mm -hmm. got to figure out what yours is Mm -hmm. and then go. So mine is clearly, um, I'm going to go attack and just, you know, bulldoze everybody. Um, you're not going to see me weep or see me cry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What if yours is both asking for a friend? (laughs) So I've had to look and say to myself, listen, and you and I have had, we've sat and had hard friend conversations, but my one, I want, I want you to have a safe place in me where you can be real. Mm -hmm. And you can say what you need to say. And you, I believe the best about you. I'm not just going, well, this is what she must have meant. No, I'm just going to listen to you and go, I believe the best about what you're sharing with me. And then I am going to internalize what is my part to play in this, Mm -hmm. but I'm also not going to be destroyed by it. And I'm also not going to destroy you for having the courage Um, to share. Also asking for a friend. How do you not do that? (laughs) I just, I have a friend that doesn't know how to not do that because the, the being destroyed thing, I think, you know, I tend to personalize everything, Mm. get destroyed. And this, this is a shift I, I think I'm making, which painful things will cause you to do is a shift I'm making is I'm really getting real with myself about, is this mine to own? Just because they said it, is it true? Mm -hmm. You know, just because they felt it, was it true? Yeah. And, you know, sort of like I I had a situation a few weeks ago where I'm, I'm having to have to be a better gatekeeper because I experienced some big hurts and I spent a long time being mad at them. And then I went, but wait a second. I think I taught them how they could treat me, Mm. you know, or this was really true for me. I wasn't really real about who I am and what I'm okay with because I felt like that wasn't okay. You wouldn't, they wouldn't like me or it would put the relationship at risk, mm. which is also not right. me gatekeeping, mm-hmm. you know? And then I'm bitter and angry, but who wasn't real? Me. Right. I, I'm the one who tolerated certain things or didn't speak up for myself or wasn't my true self. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm growing in that like, Okay, but I I ran into somebody recently. Um, I guess it wasn't that recent, but that's beside the point. Um, (laughs) Recently enough. enough. And I I felt like afterwards, I almost did this, like, if you could see me, I'm like patting myself down everywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. am I hit? Am I bleeding? Am I bleeding out? Mm. And I was like, wait a second. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Because I've done the work of saying what was mine to own and also... Regardless of he said, she said, they said, whatever, I'm responsible for me and I wasn't a good gatekeeper for me. Yeah. I gave people access. I gave them input. I gave them some permissions. You know, Brene Brown, 
You and I both love a lot of things about Brene. We're not saying she's a spiritual Christian guru. You don't even have to Instagram or email us about that. We're just saying- She has some good things to say. She has some good things to say. And Matt Brown will always say a broken clock is right twice a day. (laughs) So um, Brene talks so much about not everyone deserves a front row. Mm -hmm. I think I've fallen into, I'm not a good person, woman, pastor's wife, or kind. If I don't give anyone carte blanche mm. access all the time. Yeah. And some people can have that and they know how to handle it responsibly. And, and res- that's the wrong way to say it. I don't know the right, but you know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they're not going to do any damage. And some people, it's not safe. No. And that has gotten me into some trouble. Mm-hmm. And I, I've spent a long time being mad and bitter at people when really I'm like, but wait a second, what's the common denominator? It's me. Yeah. And so I think a regret I have, but also you don't know what you don't know is not being a, a better gatekeeper sooner. Mm-hmm. I'm learning what it looks like to be a better gatekeeper on social media with my time, with what I look at. Um, even moving away from following so many people and, and, but here's the thing. It's not that I don't still go look, mm-hmm. it's just when, when God puts them on my heart, I see them instead of maybe always seeing everything when I'm not ready to see it, it kind of gives me a little bit of control on yeah. what I'm allowing in. Yep. And it's not like unfollowing people of like, I don't like you. I'm unfollowing you. Yeah. Like that is not the heart or the spirit or the intention. It's I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm making sort of a, I'm starting to con, uh, control is the wrong word, but like have some say yeah. in how I, it's a boundary, social media and stuff, how it uses me. Yeah. You know, they call us users, right? So, um, that's just a thought on that of just, I think women in this regard also, we don't give ourselves enough credit for how much control we have mm-hmm. over how we're treated over who we're in relationship with, about what the health or not those relationships look like. Yeah. And there's some good questions to ask. Are the, are the relationships one-sided? Yeah. You know, are you always the one reaching out? I had gotten into some patterns where I, I started to feel like, uh, if I don't reach out to you, I don't hear from you. Mm-hmm. But if I don't reach out to you, you're mad at me. Yeah. But wait, you don't reach out. You know, yes. <laughs> if I don't invite you, we don't hang out. But if I don't invite you, you're mad at me. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't include you, I'm not kind, but you never include me. And it, like, if if a lot of your relationships are that way, I think it's, it's okay for you to go, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to minimize how much that is affecting me or it's interacting with me. Yeah. Because here's what happens. Tell me if that you ever do this. And if not, then I don't do it either. It's just, <laughs> I know people who do, but... Um, I give it, I give my best attention to the people who don't give me theirs. Cause I feel like I'm hustling mm-hmm. and the people who are so good to me and love me unconditionally. Like you said, I believe the best about, they get my leftover mm. and that, that is a poor friend. Mm-hmm. That is a bad way to, to live. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, so it's like when we get to the idea of what does it mean to be kind? What is the kindness there? Is it kind for me to treat the people who are actually so good to me mm. like they don't matter because I'm hustling with kindness for the ones that don't right. really, you know, I'm learning and shifting what I believe kindness to be. Well, the funny thing about that is that's, that's some things I'm coaching my, my daughter through is, um, 
she really at her heart is a good, good friend. And yet 14 and 15 year old girls are hard. And so sometimes they don't return that kindness to her. And so she's, she's hustling. And I'm like, you know, you need to slow your roll. Like you need to slow the hustle. And what's, what's interesting is years ago, I was in that hustle mode, you know, in a friendship. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden one day I was, it was like, why am I doing this? Like what? I'm ridiculous. And I was not super healthy then. So the way that I, you know, put up a boundary was, was rude. It wasn't nice. It wasn't kind, but I, I did. But looking back, what I, what I can say, good job, Melody on doing was, was recognizing that this was not a friendship that was someone was actually for me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it it was fun and we did fun things, but there wasn't like a level of, man, I'm for you. Man, you turn around and I'm the one in your corner. Mm-hmm. Man, you're out there on the field and I'm in the stands cheering for you. Like that's what friendship is. And that's not what I had. And so it was okay for me to go. And so I don't want this friendship anymore. I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I don't hate you. I don't want the worst for you, but I'm going to put up a boundary and- I'm going to, you're going to be on the other side of it. And again, that's not unkind to do. We have to remember too, that Jesus called disciples and he didn't call everyone. Mm-hmm. He called Did that make ones. him unkind? Right. Did it make him unkind? There were times where crowds would follow Jesus for healing and he didn't heal every single person. But Jesus, for God so loved the world, he, he gave the ultimate display mm-hmm. of kindness. So we do need to kind of question what our definition of kindness is. Um, But I also think that there's something here for women listening, not to get confused about what is gatekeeping versus putting up walls. Yeah. yeah. Because when we're Mm -hmm. hurt, we tend to not go gatekeeping. We tend to, you know, construct walls. walls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I was thinking that same thing of just, and I do that. I feel like I can get into that pattern of like, I'm super wounded. I want to just cut off. No one's getting in anymore. And then I find myself in a lonely place. Mm. And then, I mean, I have a lot of one in me, Enneagram, like then I get mad. (laughs) Um, because I'm alone, but I built the wall again, whose responsibility. And so that's why I think we want to encourage women to do, um, why we want you to think about taking responsibility for the gatekeeping of your own life. And in, in this conversation in friendships is because if you're not careful, you will build walls and then you'll be mad that you're alone. Mm. Mm. And so instead of a wall, think of it as a gate where you get to have some say in who comes, comes and goes, Mm -hmm. you know, here's one thing I want to say though, is we're talking about the idea of boundaries and setting boundaries. Not every boundary you set needs to be a conversation. Come on. Can we talk about that? Because if you're, if you have someone in your mind right now where you're just thinking like someone pops into your mind immediately, if you're listening and you're like, oh, I need a boundary with, we'll say Susie because poor Susie, we always say Susie. Not my Susie. She's fine. (laughs) Um, You don't need to ask Susie for coffee. And I say this as someone who's been asked to a lot of coffee (laughs) dates. Like I, you're the one who likes to talk about diary on this podcast, but (laughs) I literally, if you, if you ask me for coffee, I get like that feeling like I'm, yes, that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) I've just had so many coffee dates where people have just, I think we're meeting for coffee. It's not coffee. Right. But you don't need to ask, you don't need to tell someone necessarily. It's a, a boundary you can keep within yourself, mm-hmm. a boundary where you decide how much you're sharing. Yeah. Because here's what we do sometimes as women, we overshare. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
We overshare. And then we don't like everyone's input. Mm. But who overshared? Yeah. Or you tell the wrong people something and then they tell everyone. Who shared with someone who wasn't trustworthy? Yeah. And we act like, well, they weren't trustworthy, but you shared with them. And you know what my husband said the other day? This was so good. This was the best friend advice. I'm navigating something over here. And he goes, your rehashing is going to lead her to think you want to reconcile. I was like, ah. Like rehashing why we have a boundary uh-huh. is drawing her into this. Okay, so now that we're going to talk about what happened now, that's leading us towards reconciliation. And there's not bitterness or there's not strain, but that's not where I want to go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to that. So we're not going to rehash like yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Here's why I'm setting a boundary. Or I just need to let you know I'm setting a boundary with you. <laughs> like that's not what we right. want to say today. Right. That's not the good strategy. Here. You don't have to always rehash the past to, to move forward. Mm-hmm. You and your own self can process. That's what it was. And that's not what I want to go back to. And so I'm just, I'm moving forward and I can do that with kindness and I can be happy when I see you. I love your example of when I see him at target, is it going to be awkward? Well, it doesn't have to be if you're kind, mm-hmm. um, but you don't have to see them in target. Hey, it's and been then, so long. I miss you. Let's have lunch. You just plowed through your own boundary. Cause you know, you don't want to have lunch because right. every time you have lunch, you're miserable after you're upset, you right. feel criticized, whatever it is. Yeah. And so I think that's the thing is like, what we're not saying is call up every person in your life that you want a boundary with, yeah. especially if it's like an in-law. <laughs> hey, Marge, your boundary conversation number four, call me. <laughs> <laughs> we do not want you guys doing that. It can be something where you don't have to text back immediately everything. You don't have to share everything. You don't have to invite to everything or you don't have to say yes to every invitation. That can be your own boundary that you determine that's not even necessarily a conversation. It's just, you know what's good for you. Yeah. And here's the thing that for me personally, I wreck myself with this is when I forget that I'm the one who broke through my own boundary Mm. and I blame everyone else, that I'm all emotionally wrecked and Mm -hmm. upset at them. Like all the emotional energy that's going into that one. It's like, I I did this. And I don't think women are owning that enough. Mm -hmm. We're acting like, well, I just, every time I go out with them, I feel terrible. Or here's where this, here's where this really goes awry, which is another conversation, not for today. I'll try not to comment. We cope with our lack of boundaries by gossiping because we have frustration and anger and bitterness that we won't say to the person and we won't make a change ourselves. And so we vent it out sideways. Yeah. We're going to talk about that another time. Okay. I do want to, I do want to say, and this is a good verse, I think for everyone to realize, because I remember what you told me on my 40th birthday, you said something happens when you turn 40, you just, you know what you want. And I'm like, really? And all of a sudden I'm like, yes, I know when I want to die a Dr. Pepper. I just know it. Like I just want it. And I know I want to want a taco. I don't know taco. that that's what I meant. Well, it, but... it fits. But um, Proverbs 18, 24 says, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who stays mm-hmm. closer than a brother. As I've gotten older, mm-hmm. my, my circle has gotten smaller. And that is not a bad thing. In fact, it's a beautiful thing because I can see a lot of people and enjoy good conversation, but I have this really small circle. And by the way, Jesus had an inner circle. He had the 12 disciples Mm -hmm. and Peter, James, and John were his inner circle. When Jesus goes to the garden of Gethsemane, all 12 aren't aren't coming back. He pulls three, he pulls his people. Mm -hmm. And I was so comforted by that story because I'm like, 
Jesus had favorites. Can we say that? <laughs> I mean, how did the other ones cope? We, you know, but Matthew didn't get invited back into the second part of the garden. He was out there, but that's a real thing. And so I think it's okay as you get older to go, I don't have to be best friends with 10 or 12 or 15 people. Mm -hmm. I can have my small circle, those people who I know are for me, those people who I am for them. We're in each other's corner. We have each other's backs. We're going to work it out when it gets messy. We're not going to break up. We're, mm -hmm. we're in this together. And the Bible says that that's, there's actually a beautiful thing in there. Not everyone's going to be that for you. And it's, that's oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't need to expect that from everybody either. You can't be that for everyone and everyone can't be that for you. And just because you disappoint someone doesn't mean you're a disappointment. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it just happens. And just because someone disappointed you doesn't mean they did something wrong. Yeah. That's, I think the way I would really want to flip that is I get disappointed all the time and I can get mad, bitter. That's when I get gossipy inside. Well, they, but, but, but that doesn't mean they did something wrong just because I have, I'm hurt. Right. Doesn't mean they were hurtful, you yeah, know? It's good. So I think that the last verse that I want women to cultivate is Colossians 3.13 that says, be gentle to one another. And I want to pause there. I started earlier by saying, I think it, there are women who who don't care if they're grow. They don't, they're not trying to grow. I don't think that's the women listening here. I think most of the women that, that we encounter and that want to be a part of this vision of kindness, they're women that are saying like, I want better for mm. myself. I mm -hmm. want to be a healthier version of myself. I want to be healthier version for my family. I, I want to grow into the best version of who God made me to be. And so I want to pause on that part, be gentle to one another, realizing that most days, all of us are just trying to do the best that we can. Mm -hmm. And we're really clumsy at it some days. And some days we're like, I killed it today. I'm so <laughs> good. Um, and have forgiveness for one another. If anyone has done wrong to his brother, even as the Lord forgive has had forgiveness for mm. you. And so I think that being a little more free with forgiveness, mm -hmm. a little less um, assuming the worst about each other. Mm -hmm. But again, at the end of the day, what we're going to encourage, what we want to compel women and encourage them to do is to realize you're the gatekeeper of your relationships yep. and you probably have some relationships that need to stay out the fence mm -hmm. or where the gate's not open 24 seven. Yep. Um, and that that's no one's response. No one else is standing guard at that gate. Even if you have a best friend, if you have a husband, if you have a boyfriend, sometimes they try to help manage that because sometimes they see things we can't see. Yes. But at the end of the day, that's your responsibility. So if you're in some re relationships that are are just sucking the life out of you, where you're the worst version of yourself, you need to get real with yourself and yep. real with God. And in some cases, real with others mm -hmm. in love. But most of the time, it's really a pivot that you can make mm -hmm. in some subtle little ways that I think God will honor as you, be because that's, that you're honoring him when you honor each other. When, when we... Like I said, we go to our worst selves when we're not keeping boundaries. Boundaries. Yeah. That's when I think we're the worst to each other because mm -hmm. either internally or eventually externally or sideways with gossip and yeah. slander. Um, that's not honoring God. It's not honoring each other's and we're the worst version of ourselves. So we want you guys to really think about um, where are you at in gatekeeping your relationships? Mm -hmm. um, what are some, some immediate things 
that maybe you need to grow in and, and you're not going to get it. You're not going to tomorrow morning, wake up and be great at it. But over time, when you start taking responsibility for this, you're going to find that you have healthier relationships Yeah, and it's okay if, if you, you, everyone isn't always okay with you. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what's really hard for women. So yep. I love this conversation today. It's obviously a conversation we could go on for hours and hours. But, <laughs> but we won't. We won't. We almost <laughs> did. But all right. We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Cultivate Podcast. If you were encouraged by what you heard, we kindly ask you to share this episode through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then tell a friend. We love our conversation to help you start your own. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. We love hearing what you think and we know others will too. Cultivate Women exists to help women like you grow spiritually wise in a community of kindness. If you attend Sandals Church, join us as we live out what we're learning on the weekends by using our weekly reflection guide. This is written by women for women so that you can cultivate the truth of God's word into your life. Find it every Monday at cultivate.sc slash discussion. You can keep up to date on all things Cultivate by following Cultivate Women on Instagram and Facebook by visiting our website at cultivate.sc. Because Cultivate is just one piece of the ministry of Sandals Church, be sure to find our current and archived sermons from Pastor Matt Brown at sandalschurch.tv or go to sandalschurch.com to visit a campus near you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Debrief podcast where Pastor Matt is giving real answers to tough questions from the Bible. Find it at debrief.show or wherever you find podcasts. Friends, until we connect again here or in person, remember, cultivate kindness. Cultivate kindness.